0: Welcome to the Misfit Stars podcast. I'm Shannon Curtis. And I'm
1: Jamie Hill. Hi, everyone.
0: And hi, Shannon. Hello.
1: Shannon and I are a married pair of working artists, and this podcast is our weekly date for getting on microphones and talking with one another and with our community. That's you, listeners, about stuff that matters to us. We are so glad you're here. How about we dive right into some announcements? Oh,
0: okay, great. Announcements, announcements, announcements. Do you have one? I do. Okay, what is it? It's about you. Oh. Yeah, you're like, like, stop it
1: some more. No. We have a new Shannon Curtis song coming. When? And we don't even know. Okay. <laughs> but it's going to be soon. <laughs> well, you know, things happened. Like, our schedule has been a little bit squishy lately. Uh, I have been doing a lot of work with yeah. this other artists. And then we had to do taxes, finally. Our accountant is so patient with us. Bless his heart. We can just get him stuff on the 5th. And he's like, cool, great, fine. And doesn't fire us. <laughs> so that's cool. But suffice to say, we had it on the schedule to come out Friday. We may or may not hit that. We might. I am yeah. hot on the trail.
0: Yeah. Who knows? You know? Who
1: knows? So, but, you know, it could be Saturday. It could be Sunday. It could be Monday. We're making no promises, but it's probably going to be before. It's definitely going to be before the next podcast. So, oh. So I want to announce it now.
0: Oh, well, that's a good. Okay, great. That's so, smart, right? Be sure. Yes. Sometime in the next week, there yeah. will be a new Shannon Curtis song. Most likely in the next six days.
1: <laughs> Very exciting.
0: That's a specific announcement for you.
1: Yep. From the Department of Specificity. Yeah. Here at Misfits. Stars.
0: We're really good at specificity mm-hmm. and saying that word. Yes, <laughs> very good. Well, I'm looking forward to getting this one done and out in the world. It's, yeah, me too. It's good. How are you feeling, sugar? Uh, so I have a couple of things I'm feeling. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mostly, I'm mostly just like the underlying vibe of today feels. I feel calm and content. That's great. Yeah, just fine. I feel good. You know, like yeah. Calm, content. Those 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 are the words that resonate. Um, I don't have to explain why, I guess. No. It just is. It's
1: uh, like your Twitter bio.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which is?
1: Uh, the most revolutionary thing a woman can do is not explain herself. Glennon and, and Doyle. It's a Glennon Doyle quote,
0: yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, calm and content. The other thing I'm feeling is uh, things I'm feeling are stimulated and intrigued. Whoa. And this is coming from just sort of this... Uh, brainstorm curiosity about some potential new things that I slash you slash we want to pursue and I don't even know I don't I don't have enough to say about any of that right now except mm-hmm. for that I feel like I'm sort of on the edge of something that I need to chase down and it feels a little terrifying but mostly I'm feeling curious and and stimulated by it Great. does that make sense yep I'm so, there with you yeah so that's that's how I'm feeling how about you
1: we're sorry to be vague booking listeners. Oh, I know. But, but it's- you know, we can't really tell you what's going on or where we're at right now. But suffice to say, we're scheming up schemes for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Excuse me, excuse. What about you? How are you feeling?
1: You know, the umbrella for how I'm feeling is good. Uh-huh. I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit excited today, just because uh, I got to hear your new song for the first time last night. Yeah. Of course, we made the mistake of like pulling it up to listen to after we finished taxes, which was like 11:30 at night. We should never pull up a song at 11:30 at night because I worked on this damn thing until three, three thirty in the morning. Was three thirty. It, tw- it was three twenty one when geez, I knocked off.
0: That's too late. It was
1: too late. But I just kept, you know, that's how it is in the first few hours of a song. I get real excited, start chasing stuff down. I don't want to stop chasing. Yeah. You know? I'm like a dog that sees a cat. You just got to keep running. Totally. But but suffice to say, I'm a little tired today as a result. Like when you go to sleep at five in the morning, it doesn't really matter what time you get out of bed, you're not going to feel 100%. Yeah. You know, it's just my experience anyway. So I am feeling excited. I'm also feeling a little uh, like loopy, but like in a (laughs) happy way. So... Everything's fine. Everything's good. Good. More generally, over the last week, I've just continued to be in a solid place, happy with where you and I are at, happy with what we're up to. Oh,
0: good! It's all good. I'm so glad. Having a
1: great time being your person.
0: Mm, I love being your person too. Mm. Oh, this has turned into a turned into a gush fest podcast. (laughs) Hey, before emotions with Shannon and Hey, before we move on to the good news machine, I just have I have a, a a story. A story. That I want to share. It's not, it, it didn't fit into any of our podcast categories. And wow. so, but I just, it was just a fun moment that I wanted to share with our okay. listeners. Okay, I'm so excited.
1: So, do I know what this is? You even? do, so oh, okay. just play along. Okay,
0: okay. Okay, so, so yesterday evening, yeah. Um. We yesterday day, first of all, it was a super stormy day here. Like
1: It was a dark and stormy <laughs> night.
0: <laughs> it was, except for it was all day. Really windy really rainy, like sideways, hard rain. Sometimes
1: two different sideways directions. It was
0: like all over the place. There was a little bit of hail. Like we saw the clouds moving in. Like we got a weather alert to our phones, you know, like saying it might have some thunder and hail and stuff. And It was it, like
1: a 35 minute long weather alert. We got it at like 3.55 and it was like danger until 4.30. I'm it, like,
0: that's 35 minutes away. And then we saw this black cloud
1: coming in about 25 miles dun, an hour. Dun, dun. <laughs> like it wasn't like drifting. It was hurtling toward yeah. us. And
0: so it was pretty. It was pretty wild. It was a really stormy day, um, but some. And actually, after like the most of the storm had sort of come down, it was still kind of windy, but it wasn't like the the worst it had been. In the evening, uh, right after we finished dinner, the power went out. Yeah, and the power has. I, I have not experienced the power going out since we've lived here. It's happened like overnight when we've been asleep. Like we woke up to like flashing clocks or whatever, mm-hmm. you know so it's never happened no, when well, we're just hanging out we're hanging out or, you know around um, and it was out for a couple of hours um, and uh, and it was it, uh, power outages are always a little bit fun to oh, me yeah. you know what I mean like oh power's out uh, you know you get to bust out some candles and we had like a big flashlight or a big like a, a battery powered lantern we were using to do mm-hmm. some work and mm-hmm. Um, but, like, all of your, like, the, the internet's down. Like, we we had our phones, yep. which connect to cell, but, like, there's not, we don't get very great reception here, so it was limited in what we could do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, one of the things I did during that time was, like, well, uh, I have this crossword puzzle on our dining room, ta- or our, our living room coffee table. It just
1: always sits there with a pencil.
0: It's, we got really into doing crossword puzzles. Uh, I want to say it was the first like the first winter of the pandemic is that true like 2020 yeah i think it was i think it's when we ordered uh, we were really getting into crossword puzzles and like we were doing them a lot like it was just a great way to distract ourselves and we would do them together mm-hmm. and whatever so we we've but i've i've been sort of off of the crossword puzzle kick for over a year. Like this, this crossword puzzle has been sitting, mm-hmm. the book has been sitting on the living room. It's become, like, table.
1: A, it's become like a pseudo intellectual decoration.
0: Yeah, <laughs> totally, right?
1: Like, oh, New York Times crossword oh, puzzle. Oh, they you, must be
0: very smart. You do the crossword puzzle? Yeah, you're that kind of person. <laughs> exactly. So, but I was sitting there, I'm like, you know, what? I could do a crossword puzzle. I like, I, I, there's not, there's not much else I can do right now. So I, I said, I got my little pencil and I was sitting next to a candle on the, on the coffee table. And wow. I opened up to a new- Like it's the 1800s. I know, right? I opened up to a brand new crossword puzzle. And I'm working through it and I'm getting some answers. And I, you know, I'm like 10 minutes in and I'm like, and one of the clues says, uh, and I had a few letters in, so I kind of knew, you know, like in this area of the puzzle, sort of like what I, what, what the parameters were, you know. But this clue says- candle lighting occasion and I looked down at how many spaces there are and how many letters I have filled in and I knew that it was going to start with a p and I counted down the letters and it is the answer was power outage whoa it was the weirdest moment like we've never had a power outage here I haven't done a crossword puzzle in over a year it's sitting here I open up the new one and like there's a clue and an answer about the exact situation I'm in it was just so bizarre. Whoa.
1: What do you call Shannon. a moment
0: like that? Like, what is that?
1: Like, there's a, there's, a, there's a, a very precise English word for it. What? Coincidence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what is the word when you like attach more meaning to a coincidence <laughs> than there actually is?
1: spirituality
0: oh okay 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 great
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually no really I don't know
0: I I, I, did, I did dispute that because my spirituality is very important to me and it's yes. not frivolous in this way <laughs>
1: no I should have said religion it would have been a better oh, burn okay all yeah. right that's right
0: anyway that's my story it didn't fit into any of our categories but it was just a moment I was like this is really cool and weird and I don't know so there you go there's my story that's a great story yeah
1: that's really good. I almost wish we had, like, a story time bumper.
0: I know. To, like, Aww, say before that. Story time. Story time. It's the end of story time. The end. Imagine, they, like,
1: little, like, lullaby.
0: The the power came back on. They lived happily ever after. hmm Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening to my story. Shall we fire up the good news machine?
1: I've got one. Okay, so do I. What do you have? I have, I sealed the deal this week on a really fun and very ambitious large-scale album production gig. How fun. Yes. So this is great. I'm actually going to put a link in the show notes. Okay. I mixed a record for this band 10 years ago. Wow. In 2012. This band is called The Small Dinosaurs. And it's called that because the main guy, his name is Paul Small Dino. I know. It S-M-A-L-D-I-N-O. So his band is called The Small Dinosaurs, which is so cute. So cute. So great. And the record that I mixed for him a decade ago was called Household Songs.
0: I wonder if they considered calling their band Chickens. 'Cause aren't chickens just essentially small dinosaurs?
1: Wow, Shannon, that's deep. I don't know if it's you used. should run that by Kind of
0: silly. Okay, anyway, you mixed a record <laughs> ten years ago for the small
1: dinosaurs. Yeah, I did. And it's called Household Songs. And every single song on the record is about a random thing that you would just do in your daily life around the house. Chores. Wash your hands, take out the trash, shower time.
0: Yeah. Uh it's just the best record. It's like, it sounds so cheesy when you say that. It sounds like what? Why it, would anyone listen to that? It is such an engaging and fun record. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like an
1: adult children's album.
0: An adult children's—that's exactly what it yeah. feels like.
1: It's like an indie rock, like garage rock, like children's record, but really well done, really well played, good songs, well sung. Yeah. Uh, you and I have been singing "Shower Time,
0: Shower Time, Good Fun in the Shower" for, for an, like a, a decade. decade. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's like that. It's just catchy. It's fun. It's so good. I'll the, put a link in the notes.
0: The other thing that has made its way into our lexicon is uh, the song "You Got to Close the Door When You Go Boom Boom." Like we totally don't use let no one into, into the bathroom. The bathroom. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> the exuberance, but yes, yeah, so we. So yeah, we we refer to them as boom booms. Yep, gotta make a here. boom boom. Thank you to Paul Small Dino and the Small Dinosaurs.
1: <laughs> so good, so good, so. He has uh written another album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it took him a decade to do it because first of all, he's a genius. He is a PhD, H- yeah. He's a PhD level academic. He teaches at UC Davis and does research. Right. Uh he just published the most fascinating research paper mm-hmm. on in-group messaging. Uh in on social media, mm-hmm. you know, like like coded uh, language that people can use to communicate only to people who understand what they're talking about, but not to others, Re- co- more commonly referred to as dog whistles sometimes, oh, you know? Okay. So mm-hmm. like someone might talk about, uh, you know, like a great example of this sort of coded messaging happening at a very appallingly high governmental level is last week during these uh, confirmation hearings for uh, Justice Ketanji, for soon to be Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson, Yeah. right? She kept getting peppered with questions from right-wingers about child pornography, right? Oh. And how she's going easy on sentencing for child pornographers. Which she's not. Which she hasn't. But the reason they kept hammering on it is, I mean, to anyone looking in from the outside who doesn't understand the reference, it might just be like, why are they being assholes about her sentencing for 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 perverts, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's bad, but she wasn't doing that and what's going on? But like, they might understand it. But for people who follow QAnon... It's a big deal. Child porn... The idea that Democrats are... A- enabling at very high governmental levels a secret cabal of child pornographers and sex traffickers is a huge part of that. And so all of that during like Ketanji Brown-Jackson's confirmation hearing, that was just like subliminal signaling to QAnon people to try to shore up right, the base of right, support with them. Right. It's really, really messed up. It's but twisted. He, but he did a PhD level study, mm. like he, looking at something like 60,000 Twitter messages around the time of the 2020 election mm. and, and parsing them scientifically and drawing conclusions from them. He's a genius. Wow. He's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So he's busy doing that. He also... Since the last album made two kids with his wife, <laughs> he has a seven year old and a three year old. So he's been really, really busy, but finally uh, had the time to make new material. And because he's now a dad, the new album is called Dad Songs. So great. And like Household Songs was uh, all about just the mundane, everyday rituals around household life. This is just about mundane, everyday rituals surrounding being a dad.
0: That's so cool. I can't wait to hear it. It's gonna be so great. And I'm glad that you're making it. He always
1: has crackerjack musicians playing with Mm. him, so it's going to be really good musicians. Mm -hmm. Uh, We won't have to struggle to get parts. Uh, We won't have to struggle to get sounds. We're going to rent a really good studio for a couple of days Mm -hmm. and just capture them in a really good element. It's just going to be such a fun project. That is good I'm so personal excited news. Excited about it, yeah. It's just going to be really good. We're going to make it this summer. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Very good. How about you? Hey, my good news uh, item is: Did you hear about the Amazon warehouse workers in Staten Island who successfully unionized this I last week? Did it was really interesting to hear because I I normally when you like or in the in the last couple years when some there have been other Amazon warehouse workers that have been trying to uh, unionize and like you I feel like I've been hearing about those efforts in the news like I've been hearing about their struggle to you know get votes and like that they're going to hold the vote and you know like you know people reporting on how Amazon's been trying to in some cases <laughs> well keep them from unionizing sometimes actually doing illegal union vesting you know techniques constantly yeah. do you
1: know they spent like five million dollars to try to subvert this unionization effort it's <laughs> <That's> terrible <laughs> I imagine anyway. they just
0: spent that making their employees lives better exactly I know. So here's the deal. Like, I didn't hear about this particular one in the ramp up to the vote. And I I I don't know why they, they, it didn't, it wasn't like permeating the news. There's been some things going on. In the news, so maybe that's why been a little busy, yeah. But but they but so when I saw the headline last week, I'm like, what? And it, it, it kind of blew everybody away, honestly. Like I think that's one of the reasons why maybe it wasn't actually getting through in the news because like I don't think that anybody who was watching this really thought that this effort had any chance of being successful because Amazon has done such a quote unquote good job of suppressing people from union or like keeping this unionization effort down like and like you like you were saying like you know Ill- like illegal union busting yeah. that they've been doing uh, over the last you know bit of time anyway so when I saw this and, the, and I and I start reading the people people who who like you know know a lot about unions and labor you know power and all that kind of stuff, Like their analysis of this was this is the biggest win for unionization in a generation. Yeah. Which was kind of amazing to hear. Like it's good when workers unite and have and exercise their power. You know, like it's good for everybody. And um, and the 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 Republicans in our country have been just on a union busting. Tear for the last number of decades, yep. and corporations obviously have been anti-union because when your workers have power, you can you don't you don't get to you don't get to exploit them quite as much. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And 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 your investors and your CEOs get less money.
1: <laughs> but like, what if I only had two vacation homes?
0: Right. What if I what if I have to scale down to one yacht? Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe if it's big, anyway. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it was great news. I was really encouraged, and like that. Comp- that I, I was. I was. I saw just this morning, actually, that somebody who was involved in the unionization effort at this Amazon warehouse in Staten Island um, said that they have been uh, contacted by fifty more, more than fifty other Amazon warehouse locations around the country. Hell yeah! With interest in in unionizing as well. So, Hell yeah! Hopefully this kicks off a new era of union power in our country. It would be really good for us. Man, that would be great. We need it, you know, Uh, because the
1: backdrop and the context for this piece of really great news is that unionization is at its lowest point in a century in our country. Right. Right now. Like this is a very specific ray of light in an otherwise very bleak union landscape.
0: Yes. You know, things
1: are not improving. This is not a sign that things are improving. Hopefully, it could be the beginning of a turnaround because like you said, it's a really big deal that it happened at such a massive employer. Yeah. So, you know, fingers crossed, all fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. I really hope it works out. Yeah, same. Good news. Very, very good news. Hooray. So I'm under the impression that someone might be applying for a gold star today.
0: Yes, and it's it's small and it's maybe a little bit like silly, but and I'm asking for a gold star not just for me but for you and me. What really it's for both of us? Oh my gosh! I, I'm, I'm asking a for a gold star because we actually set aside the time and sat down and completed our tax preparation for this year, yesterday. Yes. And it's done. Yes. And it feels like a huge weight off and honestly is always such a slog. And I would like a gold star for us doing our taxes. You know what? I think we absolutely (laughs) deserve a gold star. Hell yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because like, back in the day when I had like, before I was like independently Employed. I'm not even, what am I employed? I like, you're self employed. That's the term yeah, for it. Before I was self employed, you know, doing taxes when I had regular jobs that involve paychecks and W-2s and all that kind of stuff, doing taxes was quite easy. Oh, it takes about nine minutes. Yeah. Most
1: of which is remembering your password for TurboTax.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But when you're self-employed, it's a whole other story. And it just always feels like such a daunting task because we don't have one source of income. We have like many small sources of income. We have like 12...
1: sketchy, constantly fluctuating sources of income. Yes,
0: and because we're self-employed, stuff that we spend on our business, which is a large part of our lives, we also save receipts for those, and we have to, you know, we we can claim those as deductions, which is great, but that's a ton of work. Like, literally, I was sitting at the kitchen table yesterday for a while just adding up receipts, oh, yeah, <laughs> like flipping them over one by one, and it's just a lot. It's just so, like, honestly, once it was done, it didn't feel like that big of a deal, and honestly, it's a big, it's a less big deal now, like this year. Like, when we were touring, you know, before the pandemic, when we were doing lots of touring, every single thing that we purchase on tour is a deductible yep. expense, and so, like we have a ton of receipts mm-hmm. during that time, you know, during those times. So we're not touring. So there's there's fewer of those to deal with. But still, it always just feels like this big, big, huge mountain daunting task. And I would, I just think we deserve a gold star for actually getting it done. Yep, I
1: completely <laughs> agree. And you took so long explaining it, I'm going to make the sound again. Oh, thank you. Yep. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, right well, thank on. you. So,
1: hey, this feels important.
0: Please hold for a very important
1: message.
0: So I think that we both had the same item for this. We we normally don't talk about this in advance, but, yeah. but somehow somehow it slipped out. You
1: saw something on my screen. You're like, I have that open on my screen too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why and do you have so it open on your screen? I realized
0: that we both... So <laughs> it's okay.
1: We can talk about it collaboratively. You
0: introduce it, and then we'll go from there. So the thing that we're talking
1: about here is this new... Uh, Study mm-hmm. that just came out about uh, how Fox News uh, can influence uh, people, not just their politics, but the way they think about things. Right. I think it's really important to state up front that this is a preprint. This study oh, is a preprint. Okay. So it has not been peer reviewed. Okay. So it needs to be peer reviewed. And this could absolutely be. So I, I want to, to to give the caveat here that it's entirely possible. And I understand how my own mind works, so I'm really cognizant of this. Mm. That this could be the kind of thing that subsequently cannot be like when people try to peer review it, they can't corroborate it, right, and okay. they find that the people who like did this maybe had a bad methodology. Mm. This is total liberal clickbait.
0: Ah, okay, you know what I All mean? All right,
1: great. Because like you read it and you were like, oh my god, of course. Because it's one of those things yeah. that seems like it's so obvious that of course it would be true. It's kind of like that quote that was attributed last week to Jacinta Ardern about why they don't have a toxic white masculinity problem in New Zealand and it's because they've never allowed Rupert Murdoch Murdoch to establish a media outlet there. That's actually not a true quote but every liberal in the world including us read it and was like well of course that makes sense but actually it's not true. This could be like that and I just want to acknowledge that up front. But that said it was done by scientists in a scientific way so that's at least something. So
0: yes, yes. The science has been started on this. Let's that's say right. that. Like, yes. the science has been started on this. It needs to be peer-reviewed in order to be confirmed. Yeah. But that's... Yes. It's not like it's some some wackadoodle who just has a theory and put it out there. This is like UC Berkeley scientists, right? I
1: believe that's correct. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so tell us about the study.
1: So, the study, what they did was uh, they took a bunch of regular Fox News viewers uh-huh. and... They had some that they didn't do anything with. They were the control group. They got to keep watching Fox. Yeah. And they took a subset of them and paid them to watch CNN instead. Right. And compliance was enforced uh, with some news quizzes along the way to got make it. sure that, like, because there's a way that you can structure quizzes where you could—it's really obvious, like, if mm. you are getting their answers from Fox or from CNN. You know got it. I mean? Okay. Um, and what they did, uh, they 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 gave the treatment group of switchers and the control group of non-switchers three waves of surveys about the news mm-hmm. and what they found out was that not only did CNN and Fox cover different things mm-hmm. during the September 2020 survey period so keep in mind this isn't the ramp up to the election everything was going off the rails you remember it was it was oh wackadoodle news times it back then was. there was breaking news every 10 minutes it yes. was really nuts um, so first of all, that was one of their findings that see like people who watch CNN and Fox just have different understandings of what even is in the news. Yes, like what is being talked about, right? right. And uh, they further found that the audience of committed Fox viewers which started the month, of course, with conservative predispositions, Mm -hmm. changed their minds Mm. on many issues. So here are just some ways in which their opinions switched. Okay, Switchers, and I'm reading here, uh, by the way, from a Bloomberg Opinion article uh, written by Matt Iglesias. Oh, okay. Um, And he's centrist as fuck, and he's really annoying. But also (laughs) he's just like sort of reporting on a study here, so it's it's okay. okay. So he says switchers were five percentage points more likely to believe that people suffer from long COVID. Because remember, in Fox News land, they just, like, long COVID is a myth. Long COVID is something Democrats say because they want more money. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. So, you know... People after switching for a month were five percentage points more likely to believe that people suffer from long COVID. Six points more likely to believe that many foreign countries did a better job than the United States of controlling the virus. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, on Fox News, it's President Trump is doing an amazing job. Right. right? (laughs) Um, Like Arrested Development announcer voice. He was not doing an amazing (laughs) job. Uh, The people who switched from Fox to CNN were seven points more likely to support voting by mail.
0: Right, because right. they were getting, like, disinformation on Fox about the dangers of voting yep, by mail. Yeah,
1: absolutely. They were 10 points less likely to believe that supporters of Joe Biden were happy when police officers get shot. Oh, my God. Because that's something that gets told on Fox News, that people like you and me, Shannon, that we like it when police officers get shot. Okay. That's something that they talk about. Routinely on Fox News. They were 11 points less likely to say it's more important for the president to focus on containing violent protesters than on the coronavirus, right? Mm. Remember back in 2020? Yes. Remember like two years ago when the single biggest thing in the conservative news ecosystem was Black Lives Matter protests, how all our cities are turning into Beirut, you know what I mean? Right. Because that's a current metaphor. So
0: after switching, people were 11 percentage points less likely to say that quashing those protesters was more important than containing the coronavirus. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. Wow, that's a big switch. And the biggest uh, switch that they measured was that the switchers were 13 percentage points after just one month, 13 percentage points less likely to agree that if Biden were elected... "Quote: We'll see many more police get shot by Black Lives Matter activists." What? Mm-hmm. Remember, it was going to oh be the coming God. Democrat crime wave. Right. Remember how that happened right. last if, year if and Joe this year. If Joe
0: Biden's elected, then police officers are going to get shot left and right. Yeah, but 13- which is
1: which is actually, of course, completely the opposite, right? Because when you don't have a president who's fanning the fanning flames of racial hatred, but actually is working in whatever limited capacity he has to try to make that better a little bit, mm-hmm. like we don't have insanely violent protests against the government. Also, we've listen, been really lucky the, because listen, like-
0: Don't even, before you go, we, don't, we didn't have insanely violent protests. We didn't have insanely violent protests. No, that's what
1: I'm saying. Yes. That's what I'm saying. But the president was saying that they were. Right, okay. Right? Very and the important Fox News ecosystem right. was saying that they were. That's all you saw. Right. They were even using footage from stuff that wasn't currently happening. They would just show buildings on fire on Fox News. Oh and God. it wasn't even from like Minneapolis. It was just stock footage. Oh my God. Just-
0: Propaganda. Just
1: propaganda, straight up.
0: Yeah. Okay, so the study, yeah, like the conclusions, do you have info on that?
1: Uh, the conclusions, yeah. So the conclusions were that, uh, I mean, the biggest one was that it's possible to talk to people and that people will change their minds oh. if they get new info. That was the single biggest takeaway. Mm. And if you look at the preprint, if you just look at the abstract, um, what it says is... Uh, Despite regular Fox viewers being largely strong partisans, we found manifold effects of changing the slant of their media diets on their factual beliefs, attitudes, perceptions of issues' importance, and overall political views. We show that these effects stem in part from a bias we call partisan coverage filtering, mm. wherein partisan outlets selectively report information, right. leading viewers to learn a biased set of facts.
0: So Fox just leaves out stuff that doesn't flatter their party.
1: Yeah. When, if something wasn't good for Trump, they just you wouldn't hear about it on Fox News. Right. At all, which was really dangerous and bad. And uh, they continue here at the end of this abstract. Consistent with this, treated participants, so the switchers, Mm -hmm. uh, they concluded that Fox concealed negative information about President Trump. Mm. So they came to this conclusion on their own. The people themselves. The people, the switchers. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, that's something that they reported learning (gasps) on their own as a part of this experiment. Oh my God. Partisan media does not only present its side an electoral advantage, it may present a challenge for democratic accountability. Like, because if, if,
0: if, if people who are watching Fox News don't even have a picture of what's really happening yeah because the news they're watching has filtered out stuff that that uh, the republican party or the or trump or whoever is in power doesn't want people to know about yeah. then they just have a distorted view of reality that's it that's exactly okay. it. this is exactly what's going on in russia right now oh, 100% 100% yeah. it is the state controls the media there yeah. so it's not it's like it's like if putin just had a bunch of Fox newses yeah. in Russia. Like it's but no
1: countervailing media. Nobody
0: has another choice. Yeah. Right. Like all the all all of them that there have been other news organizations that have been trying over the last couple of decades to bring their perspective, you know, to the news. But since the war started, they have all been shut down. Yes. Like everything's been taken over yes. by state media. And remember like the very beginning of the war of the invasion. We were hearing some reports of like, you know, Russian soldiers who had no idea they were being sent to war, calling home and being like, basically, what the heck? What am I doing here? I'm about to die. I don't even know why I'm here. And like, that maybe there was some message getting back to the Russian people that maybe there would be enough people in the Russian population to be like, what are we doing, <laughs> you know, to actually maybe make a change in Russia? That's completely changed. Yeah. Like they, they, and it's difficult because they've been trying to pull, I mean, how do you pull people who are under the thumb of authoritarianism? Like, if somebody called me up and I'm living in an authoritarian dictatorship, yeah, you know, fascist dictatorship, if someone called me up and I'm like, hey, we're just taking a little survey. How do you feel about Putin's... Uh, military, special military operation in Ukraine, you know, I'm probably not going to be like, it sucks and he shouldn't be doing it because like...
1: What if they're a KGB agent or FSB? What if someone
0: knocks at my door and takes me off to some like, you know, concentration camp after? Like, I I can understand why you would maybe not give an honest answer in a poll like that. You know, if you're living in Russia. That said... You know, people who do polling, they, I understand they've they've got they've got their ways, you know, and they're doing their best to to gauge, even given those circumstances, though um, public support for this war, which they're by the way still not calling a war, like no. nobody, it's illegal. Yeah, it is currently illegal in Russia right. to refer to this as a war. Right. So, but. So they've been, you know, polling people there, like the public support for this special military operation has gone up yeah. over the last month. Just as we've been seeing, you know, like this week, like the 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 footage. I could I couldn't even watch it. I read about the coverage. I won't, I I can't subject my eyes to see the images apparently of of how the Russian military executed civilians and left them lying in the streets, defecated on them. Like
1: I looked at the footage. I felt it was important, too. It's devastating.
0: War crimes galore. And
1: these are in the suburbs of
0: Kiev. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so the rest of us are seeing what's actually happening and are being, are are more horrified. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Russian population, the normal average Joes, not the oligarchs, not the people in power, like, but just the everyday people are, like, more supportive of Putin and this operation in Ukraine because their media is filtering out all the stuff that could actually give them an accurate picture of reality. It is exactly the same yeah. as what Fox News does here in this country. And yeah. it's just really important to, I think, draw the parallel because like, you know, I, I was thinking about this, you know, when you believe, when you, when you allow yourself to believe a little lie or a little, or, or, or you allow yourself to accept a little uh you know like like oh it's 2016 right oh i don't really like trump you know he's he's not like a likeable person he's maybe done some questionable things like you know cheated on his wives and you know maybe he's not like you know a moral person but but i like his policies and so i'm going to vote for him anyway mm-hmm. and so you cast your lot in with this person right so you you do a little compromise yeah human nature is such that once you've You've attached yourself to. You've attached a little bit of your identity to that. Mm-hmm. Then human nature is such that you have to keep justifying it. Sure. And you just dig a little deeper and a little deeper and a little deeper into your morality. And before you know it, you are sub- you you in you're order totally to, attached. You're completely attached and willing to ignore freaking war crimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like.
1: Not that you're being told about them anyway.
0: Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, like, it's just, it's really, it's really,
1: it's dangerous. So the conclusions that Matt Iglesias comes to at the end of his piece are worth noting. And I'll just read this last couple Mm -hmm. paragraphs here. He says, of course, Democrats can't improve their standing with the public by paying Fox viewers to switch channels. (laughs) But one lesson they can take from this experiment is that nobody is impossible to reach. Hmm. Republicans have relentlessly criticized the mainstream media for decades, but they also gleefully participate in it. Mm -hmm. Republican members of Congress routinely accept invitations to appear on the network's Sunday morning talk shows. Former Trump uh, Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney has signed on as a CBS (laughs) News contributor. The left... By contrast, tends to stigmatize any engagement with a right-wing media as if fearing contamination through association.
0: I don't know. If it were
1: true that this media is consumed exclusively by people who are totally impervious to dissonant information, boycotting the right wing media might be a defensible strategy. But uh, these researchers' research indicates that information flows at the margin really do matter. Yeah. Any opportunity to present new facts to people and new arguments is valuable. Okay,
0: but did the study itself suggest that a remedy is for Democrats to appear on Fox News?
1: I believe that was outside their purview. Okay,
0: I mean, because honestly, I don't know. I am I question that particular, here's something we I could don't, and do. I have
1: two answers for you. Uh, Why? Okay. Pete I Buttigieg. D- I do. He's an amazing advocate for left-wing uh, points of view on Fox News.
0: I don't know that it. I don't believe that it actually makes a dent. I mean, these people had these people have been watching Fox News. It took them stopping watching Mm -hmm. and watching something else to make those moves to make those percentage swings. Because even though a, a, a Democrat may appear on Fox News, it doesn't mean that the like like. The, the, they often appear and they they're they're made out to be the villains, you know, like they're the punching bags. They're the they're the see here's what we're fighting against. Like they, it can all be reframed the way they need to reframe it and the way they want to reframe it.
1: That, all of it that can sometimes happen. But have you watched any of the video clips of Pete Buttigieg oh, being interviewed on Fox yes, News? Yes, and I'm rooting He's him. He's a on. master of redirection. I,
0: I I I completely agree with you. He's very good at at that. Yeah. And I, as someone who like is rooting him on, is like, yeah, go Pete. You know. But I don't know that, I, I just, I, I'm not convinced that his presence there is actually doing anything. I think it's legitimizing state, it's not state media anymore because Trump's not in the White House, but you know what I mean? But it's like a propaganda, yeah. a propaganda station, you know? I, I don't know. I, I, I have doubts about that.
1: So you're taking a very uh, Marshall McLuhan-esque media theory approach to this. I don't know who
0: that is, or what Uh, that is.
1: He's a Canadian communication theorist. I studied him uh, in college. Okay. Uh, I took some media courses there. I've I've mentioned this before on Mm -hmm. the podcast. Uh, And his very, very famous takeaway about Mm -hmm. media, his quote about it is, the medium is the message. Mm -hmm. The point being, Mm -hmm. where you see something and Mm -hmm. the way in which it's communicated matter as much as the actual thing that's being communicated. Mm -hmm. So maybe Maybe that maybe that's the point that you're making here. The mm. idea that if you that that yeah, you're seeing someone talk about left wing points of view, but because you're seeing it on Fox News, the message you're getting is Fox News yes. because the medium is the message. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. that is what I'm saying. Got it. Although I so you're a
1: McLuhanist, really. I guess I am. Great. Now I, I, I know. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But this is it's, it's, inter- it's interesting. I mean, to me, like obviously, yeah, we can't pay people to stop watching Fox and watch CNN instead. Um, but uh I mean I would prefer to pay people to stop watching television news altogether and just start reading. <laughs> like that would
1: be better. <laughs> but like I would pay them not even to read but just to go outside and chop wood. Uh, okay. Uh, uh what? I don't know. I figure we could just take this way further back in time. Oh
0: no no no. I just let's go let's go 1700s with this. Reading isn't back in time. Like reading news is is good. Like you can actually yeah. think about things. You're oh, not- you
1: mean as opposed to re- like reading news as opposed to watching news? Yes. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, great,
0: great, great. Not chopping wood. What?
1: I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know, twice warmed and all that. I no, I don't know. A, a person who chops their own wood is twice
0: warmed. Oh, yeah. Didn't know that. Come on, Shannon. It's sorry. an aphorism. I'm sorry, it just it missed me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what I do think, you know. Like there are, there have been efforts afoot to decouple Fox News from cable news. Like there, there are other things that I think that you know, people who care about this, people who have positions of power, or you know, to influence these kinds of things. You know, like Fox News is everywhere, and they get paid a boatload of money to be included in basic cable plans, even for people who don't want to watch Fox News. Like people who don't, people who loathe Fox News, if they're paying for basic cable, TV cable. Then they're, they're they're funding Fox News, you know, mm-hmm. and um you know I know that there have been there have been some efforts to try to decouple those things and you know defund Fox News in that way, <laughs> mm-hmm. which would be great. I don't you know I'm not sure what the what the solu- what the solution is, but it is refreshing to hear the idea that if people stop watching Fox News, mm-hmm. that they actually become more connected to reality. Yeah. It, And that that's possible, that they're not like gone forever.
1: Yeah, but man, as an addict, like I have dim hopes that people can in any meaningful, like large scale way be weaned from Fox News because it is triggering some kind of chemical release inside of them. Oh, for sure. And how do you interrupt that? I mean, it's possible, you know, every so often. But, you know, most addicts don't get sober. I know this, we know this, yeah. you know. I, I focus on the success stories and I talk mm-hmm. in a positive way about it, but I'm very aware that only about 15% of addicts get sober.
0: Yeah. Hey, Meaning th- that
1: five out of every six addicts just are that way until they die. Yeah, yeah. And that probably goes for Fox News viewers too. Fox
0: addicts till we die. Uh-huh. Anyway. I, so I read in one, in one, like, analysis of this study... That uh, and it sounds like you did a lot more in-depth reading of the study itself, but this analysis was saying that the findings um, led to empirical evidence that fox addicts become happier and improve relationships with their families. Oh, yeah. That was in the study. T- there was a, that was they said I that saw that, too.
1: Did. And I can't remember now if I saw it in the study or oh, if I okay. also saw it in a meta-analysis, but yes. <laughs> but wild. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. So if you stop watching Fox News, you won't be such a miserable fuck.
0: yeah. Yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter uh, a couple weeks ago who had reported that they, uh, when visiting their parents, had switched on the parental controls to disable Fox News from their TV, and the, their parents were not technically savvy enough to know how to fix that, and so we're calling them up. We can't find the news.
1: The news, <laughs> the news is gone, Mom. Sorry.
0: Sorry. Watch CNN or. Something else. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man. Amazing. Okay, so that was gross and weird. It was and gross. Bad and it Fox is- News is terrible. Let's purify ourselves with a visit to the inspiration station.
0: Inspiration station. Purify ourselves. I know, I right? It. What you got? Okay. So my inspiration station item is just this wonderful um. Letter that's been circulating among Florida teachers in response to this <laughs> "Don't Say Gay" bill. I love it. And maybe y'all have seen this, but I just wanted to share it here. And, and
1: maybe just... it's apocryphal, but man, it's great.
0: Somebody wrote it, and I—I don't—I don't even care if it's—if it's actually a teacher. Know, a teacher. I don't, I don't even. The care. The allegation
1: is that a teacher wrote this. Okay. Yeah. So as a send home, as take home for kids to take to their parents,
0: right? Or like that, that it was being distributed among teachers as like a here's a, here's what our response can be to this. Don't get gay. So like the the bill itself is that between the, in kindergarten through third grade that uh, that that teachers aren't supposed to talk about. Well, actually, the letter addresses it. So yeah. here's what here's what the letter. This potentially apocryphal letter says, "Dear Florida parent slash caretaker." The Florida House of Representatives has recently ruled that, quote, "...classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through third grade or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students." End quote. To be in accordance with this policy, the letter continues... I will no longer be referring to your student with gendered pronouns. All students will be referred to as they or them. I will no longer use a gendered title such as Mr. or Mrs., or make any reference to my husband slash wife in the classroom. (laughs) From now on, I will be using the non-gendered title mix. Furthermore, For I will, people
1: listening who don't understand what that is, that's MX, period. Yes. It's like a gender-neutral yes. miss or mister.
0: Furthermore, I will be removing all books or instruction which refer to a person being a mother, father, husband, or wife, as these are gender identities that also may allude to sexual orientation. Needless to say, all books which refer to a character as he or she will also be removed from the classroom. If you have any concerns about this policy, please feel free to contact your local congressperson. Thank you, Mix. So and so, yeah, exactly. So I just love it because, like, the law itself is like we shouldn't be talking about sexual gender, sexual orientation or gender identity can't be discussed.
1: Yeah. Uh, except for heterosexual.
0: Well, they didn't <laughs> say that specifically. So this letter's like, well then, okay, let's not talk about any of it and let's remove all gendered anything from the classroom if that's what you're going for. Mm-hmm. Which of course is is appalling to these people who are pushing this like right wing, you know, mm-hmm. extremist Clap, and, trap. anti-LGBTQ, you know, legislation. But I just loved it. It was just a wonderful, I was I was inspired by the creatively um the the creative diss. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and obviously it's it's a very important issue. And like um it is actually a matter of life and death for kids to be able to see themselves represented at all ages, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, based on the identities that they have. Um, and and it can be extremely detrimental to kids who don't see themselves represented in society and accepted as who they are. Um, So it's a very serious thing. But I was was just, I found this to be a very inspiring moment. Yeah,
1: it was great. Yeah, I loved it.
0: Yeah. Do you have an item for our inspiration station? I sure do. Are you can purify I have, us. I
1: have two. Okay. But they're both they're related. Okay. So I get this uh, email. It's called Letters of Note. Yeah. And it is just this wonderful person who lives in England who has just made it his life's work to research and collect inspiring letters written by historical or literary mm, or artistic mm-hmm. figures. Mm-hmm. And you know, once or twice a week I'll just get an email with some cool like yeah. letters of you know, some sort, you know, maybe it's just one letter from someone. Maybe it's an assortment or collection of letters from somebody if they're short or just like little excerpts or whatever. Yeah. So we sent one out the other day that had uh, letters written by E.B. White. Yeah. The the beloved children's author. Yeah. I was so in love with E.B. White's books when I was a kid. Oh, my goodness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it turns out that E.B. White was also uh, just a wonderful thinker. Well, mm-hmm. of course, because they wrote those amazing books. Yeah. But here are a couple of, uh, of things that, uh, that he just wrote okay. in, in some letters. Yeah. So the first one is, I have no faith, only a suitcase full of beliefs that sustain me life's meaning has always eluded me and I guess always will, but I love it just the same.
0: I love that so much. (laughs) Isn't that great? (laughs) Yes.
1: And here is the second one that really captured my imagination. This is from a letter that he wrote to, I believe his brother in January of 1947. And he said, I'm glad to report that even now at this late day, A blank sheet of paper holds the greatest excitement there is for me. Mm -hmm. More promising than a silver cloud, prettier than a little red wagon. It holds all the hope there is, all fears. Mm -hmm. I can remember really quite distinctly looking a sheet of paper square in the eyes when I was seven or eight years old and thinking, this is where I belong. This is it.
0: That's so cool. Isn't that awesome? I I relate to that so deeply. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. That's the way I feel when I open up a blank blank Pro Tools session. Pro Tools, uh, for anyone listening, is the computer program that I use to record music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when I open up a blank Pro Tools session and there's just nothing there, just a blank screen ready to go. It's it's, a blank page. It's going to be filled with music soon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And ideas.
0: And I start all my songs in a journal with pencil. Yep. You know? Like pencil in hand in a spiral bound journal. And so literally every time I I sit down to to create something new there is that white blank page staring right back at me and it is I I know that moment it happens all the time. It's it's it is it's full of hope. It's full of like all the possibilities and also terror.
1: <laughs> right? Yep, absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. I love that. Well, how about we finish
0: up with a little gratitude crank up? Sounds good. I am feeling uh, that I want to express gratitude just for our home. Oh, yeah? Um, Yeah. You know, I, I really love being here yesterday when it was all storming outside. I felt really fortunate to have a warm, comfortable place to take shelter and... And I love being here. I love, you know, walking around our house and the things that we've done to make it our place. You know, I yeah. it brings me a lot of joy and I don't take it for granted at all. I just am really grateful for for our house, for our home.
1: Ah, oh, I love it. I am too. Love our little house. I am grateful today that we're able to live in a place that values civil rights. Mm. You know, I've been reading the news and just it's mm. all bad for civil rights lately. You know, this, this morning I woke up to news that... Oklahoma has passed a law that will criminalize abortions. Like, anyone who gives an abortion in the state of Oklahoma, once this law goes into effect, like, they could face 10 years in prison for performing a medical procedure. It's just so bad, so wrong. We're seeing this all over the place. I mean, obviously, the Let's Say Gay bill in Florida, the copycat bills all over the country. I mean, like... The thing about right-wingers is that they operate based on fear. They don't have inspiring or good ideas, right? Their big ideas are that rich people and corporations should be left free to do whatever the hell they want. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, conservative economic ideology is why we have income inequality right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we were not on this trajectory when you and I were born. The Reagan Revolution in the early 80s... uh, you know, coupled with uh, Reagan's anti-union push, you mm-hmm. know, kicked off by his firing of the air traffic controllers, right about forty years ago, right now, mm-hmm. you know, um, all of that has led to a situation where workers have no power, where corporations generally run roughshod and just abuse people and do whatever mm-hmm. the hell they want, and mm-hmm. and price gouge and abuse us, and everyone on their side of things gets incomprehensibly rich, and society in general really suffers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the big conservative idea. That's what conservative government stands for. It it's, sucks. It's about, it's about taking away government's ability to do anything good for the citizens because they don't believe that ideologically the federal government should be able to do that. And instead, just giving all the power to unaccountable corporations but and how do wealthy you, people.
0: how do you get average Joes to vote for that?
1: Well, the way you do that <laughs> is with fear, right? Because yeah. if you were just to say to average Joes, uh, hey, what I stand for is corporations being able to fuck you. <laughs> right. They would not vote for you because that's an unappealing, I mean, downright appalling message. Mm-hmm. It's the truth of what they stand mm-hmm. for, but they can't talk about
0: that. Mm-hmm.
1: But what they can talk about is moral panics. And they can create, <sighs> they can spin out of whole cloth uh, mm-hmm. fear of outsider groups. They, and, and that's kind of been the whole playbook, right? I mean, going back mm-hmm. the better part of a century. Longer than a century. Longer like, than that. Longer, longer than that. Like, you take whatever is the new group that people are afraid of. I mean, right now, you know, it's, it's you know, trans kids. When, when you and I were kids, it was gay kids. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but, like... At the end of the Civil War, when black people, black men got the right to vote, it was... You know, like, oh, what, are, what is this outside group going to do to yeah. our government? They shouldn't be able to do... You know, yeah. And that one's like,
1: evergreen because people who are colored differently with their skin, uh, that's just a constant source of fear for a lot of people. You know, it's real easy to turn people against that. But if you think about it, like, it's not the natural order of things. It's not the natural way things are. No. If you think about some of the groups that were uh, demonized in this exact same way with moral panics when they first arrived in America, I mean, Polish people... Italians, mm-hmm. the Irish, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm Irish. Yeah. My people, when we first arrived here, were treated the same way, were talked about in the press by conservatives in the same way mm-hmm. that trans kids are being talked about now. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, uh, Latino uh, immigrants. Right. You know? Uh, it's funny, we never really hear a whole lot of of dust up about uh immigrants from like northern europe
0: no I and mean, like you know we've got refugees maybe coming from ukraine and we call them refugees but if you're coming across the southern border you're an undocumented immigrant you're an illegal no you're a refugee yeah it's just, it's all you're right it's all yeah. they they've got to continually punch down yeah. and kick up suspicion and fear for groups that that they think don't have enough power on their own to actually fight back.
1: Yeah, and then cast the Democrats as the people who are weak on, soft on, (sighs) fill in the blank. Crime, immigration, uh, you know, trans whatever the fuck they think trans people are doing. Oh, they're groomers. They call them groomers. Democrats are soft on groomers. Because, you know, 13-year-old kids who are experiencing gender dysphoria aren't just having an intense personal evolution. No, they're trying to groom their classmates. Come on. Yeah. It's really nuts. All of it is nuts. And you know, I have been really, really fortunate my entire adult life. Uh, like I was raised in a place that doesn't really act like that, you know, uh, I then moved to Massachusetts, which is super progressive. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to California, which is super progressive. And then I moved to Washington, which is super progressive. And I've always had the very good fortune of being able to live in places that value others' civil rights. And they value them in the specific, and they also value them in the abstract, you know? What do you mean? What I mean is that conceptually, people where we live seem to be generally on board with the idea that every group of people deserves dignity and deserves protection and deserves care, mm-hmm. you know? And those are not foundational assumptions in a, a lot of the rest of the country that we live mm-hmm. in. And I feel really, really fortunate that we get to live in a place that just upholds those values just intrinsically.
0: Yeah. I mean, and we could do even better, obviously, because there's... there's- there are systemic ways in which those groups are oppressed that don't have anything to do with the attitude of folks here. Sure. You know, so we, we obviously have more work to do, yep. but you're right that, that there are, certainly compared to places like that are passing laws that harm group, whole groups of people.
1: Insofar as any yeah. law gets passed in the state of Washington having to do with some sort of uh, endangered group of people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's always positive, never negative. Mm. And that's something.
0: We yeah we're moving in that direction.
1: Yeah. yeah, It's really good. So I'm great. I'm grateful for that. Oh, well,
0: that's good. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Got to find the, got to find the glimmers.
1: Well, it's can. more. It's more than a glimmer. Yeah. Because places like here, places like California, especially because it's so much bigger economically, mm-hmm. really like we have the opportunity to, and we do lead
0: yeah. on issues like this. Yeah. I mean, we could get into a whole other podcast discussion about how California has this reputation of being such a progressive place, and yet there's some of the most severe income inequality in California yeah. and that there is anywhere in the country. Sure. And so, like practically speaking, like you can you can talk a good game on civil rights and like social policy yeah. and actually have a system which upholds yeah. the opposite of that. Sure. You know, no, so No, you're right. I mean,
1: California's been resting on their laurels for like two decades at this point. I mean, yeah. really the influx of, of tech money and the nimbyism that got created in the major tech centers, which are also the main cities mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything in California flows from housing. All of the problems yeah, flow from housing. It's true. There's an artificially low housing supply because wealthy, because people moved into- San Francisco, for example, in the late 90s, made their millions or whatever in the first round of tech, bought themselves a cute little Victorian somewhere in the city, and all of a sudden got real interested in the lot next to theirs not being torn down and turned into six-story apartment buildings. Right,
0: You yeah, know what I mean? No, and that's happening
1: citywide in San Francisco. Yeah. It's happening citywide in kind of every major city in California. Yes. It's a big problem.
0: It's I, I, 100%. Also, prior to all of that, California is who gave us Nixon and Reagan. <laughs> so, you know, maybe there's some deeper soul searching that needs to happen there too.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't give us them now. You know, demographics have changed. In yeah. California. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I'm grateful for the for for the the living in a place that upholds that too of civil rights. Great. Good. Very good. mm Hmm. Did we cleanse ourselves? Did we did we actually know. manage to do that? I don't know. I feel a little bit. <laughs> it's okay. You know, like the the last song that we did, the Boo put out the Be with what is. I've been thinking about it a lot like in terms of the stuff that really distresses me about our world, mm-hmm. you know? Like I've been really working on like being with it.
1: Yeah. Accepting it.
0: Accepting it, not being okay with it, but right. accepting that it is um just to like maintain some emotional clarity as we figure out how to be in a world where injustice exists on a huge scale you yeah. know and 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 then to figure out what it is that that we can do in our lives in our in our in a small way and then collectively you know bigger to make some changes that we can make but i've been i've been really having to like uh Listen to my own lesson <laughs> on right. the "be with what it is what what is you know" uh, tip lately. Just with with the war stuff, with the, you know the anti abortion laws that are being passed, the anti trans stuff, like all the stuff that really just has been really distressing me. Yeah, um, I've been working at that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a work in progress, but it's really important to it, do. It is. Yeah. 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 It's good. We're being served a lot of object lessons right now. Oh, by, my God. By the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of opportunities I, to purify our karma. Can I
0: circle back and add a suggestion box and say, can I please have no more object lessons for a little while? Can we just, like, take a break? want to speak to now, <laughs> please. Hey, y'all, thank you so much for listening this week. Um, we really appreciate that you give us a little bit of your time. And and that you spend it with us. We, we
1: really, it means a lot. Yes, it absolutely does. We would really embrace more people signing up to support our work. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I have just had this small torrent of people wanting me to mentor them, to work with them on music. Mm-hmm. Happy to do it, love doing it. Uh, could really use some of that time to be to be offset financially. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: mm-hmm. Um I will eat into my personal time. I will sleep less to do this mm-hmm. work, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, it would be great not to have to. Yeah. You can support our work at misfitsars.com slash support. And I would just like to issue a personal challenge to anyone listening who has heard us talk about this for literally like three years now on the podcast. And every week they're like, yeah, people should support them. That's great. I love their work. People should definitely do that. You're the people. You're the people. <laughs> You're the one I'm talking to. I know that there are so many people who listen to this podcast every week. Who are just like other people are paying for this?
0: It's actually not the case.
1: It's you. Right. It's you or it's nobody. And it That's have, how this works. It doesn't
0: have to be a bunch. Like the whole point of crowdfunding is that it's a crowd, yeah. and when it's all added up, it, it's something substantial. But you know, five bucks a month, ten bucks a month—would you miss that? Would it be? Would it feel great to you to know that five bucks a month or ten bucks a month of your of your dollars are just? going to support the work we're doing, this podcast, the mentorship Jamie does, this new album project we're doing, all the stuff that we do, you'll be supporting and you'll be part of a little small army of people who are keeping this whole boat afloat. Yeah. I don't know if armies keep boats afloat. That's the Navy maybe, but you know what I mean. A small Navy. You'll be part of the small Navy.
1: Yeah. Or like (laughs) the Navy mechanics. Yeah. 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 Definitely. You'll be like a Navy mechanic (laughs) for Jesus.
0: What? What? That was, what? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either.
1: No, that was, that was bad. That was bad. Thank you. Okay. That's why I said it.
0: Thank you for listening. We're going to sign
1: who's, Anyone who's been any time around our house knows that I will just say messed up stuff to mess with Shannon.
0: Yes, all the time.
1: Especially religious stuff. Welcome given to my her world. background. Yeah, yeah
0: thank you. Uh, we're going to sign off now before Jamie says anything else off the wall. Yeah. let's <laughs> Stop talking about Jesus, Jamie. Just stop. Just stop. Yeah. Uh... You all, we'll see you next week with more. Uh, Please, in the meantime, take care of yourselves and be good to each other. Yeah, we love y'all. Bye. See ya.